I'm super excited to introduce you to today's guest, Ozan Beg. He is the owner of Typhoon Restaurants, which is a beloved Thai concept that has two locations in London, Ontario, and a brand new takeout offshoot called Soy Typhoon in Kitchener-Waterloo. Soy Typhoon has been a breakout success, which is why we're going to mine Fozan's insights on what it takes to successfully launch a brand new concept in a market where no one knows who you are. Let's get into it. Fozan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm thankful. Thanks for having me here. I'm really grateful and just really excited about what, what this is all about. So yeah, let's get awesome. right into it. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. It's so funny because I reached out to you for the first time, I think over two years ago, and it was, I, I invited you onto the podcast then just because like I've heard of Typhoon and, you know, I, I knew it was up to some cool things. And anyways, here we are two years later working together and you're, you're finally on the show. So I'd love to, I'd love to just start with this question, which is what is one thing about being a restaurant owner and operator that you wish you had learned years ago? My story is it's really, I would may, probably say it's, it's rare. You probably you may not hear about it so much. Okay, I don't come from a restaurant background or business background. I have my formal education is about the high school, struggled through school. I'm running a Thai restaurant. Uh, I'm Indian. My wife is Thai. She's never in the restaurant. She was initially, but I, I, for, for the most part, it's, it's me. From cooking to understanding the business, I took over Typhoon in, on May 1st, 2014. My wife and I became, it was opened by my wife's sister and her nephew. They opened it up. So they're Thai. And they obviously opened it up from way back in 2005. So they wanted to get out of the game. They offered it to the family first. And I saw it as a, okay, yeah, let's do it. it sounds, sounds like a good opportunity. I was in London from Toronto to give the, my other sister-in-law a hand with her other Thai restaurant. My wife comes from entrepreneurs, Thai chefs, only Thai restaurants. They were the only siblings, like four of them, all sisters. They all own their own Thai restaurant in London. And so I was helping her, my other sister-in-law out when during that course, the opportunity for Typhoon came. I like the hospitality industry for ability to just talk to people. I like that. Like I'm very talkative. Go to a gas station or something. Hey, how's your day going? Or tidy that way. So hospitality in that sense was really great. It was just like, okay, I'm just chatting with my guests and this and that. And I always saw them as my guests. Even now, whatever it is, like I never saw say customers. I'm like, I don't see the customer. I see them as my guests. <laughs> and having that little bit of actually no experience working in a restaurant and then the opportunity came, there was so much for me to learn because Typhoon has its own recipes. We make everything in-house, all family recipes. So I had to learn all the recipes and then adjust them a little bit to my palate and what I would want. My wife's a great cook at home, so I adjusted some of the recipes on my own. We need to t try to provide it as close as possible so we can do it uh, the way we do it at home. Played around with that and didn't know too much about Thai cooking. And so I had to learn and just that itself like was such a journey just learning all the making rolling spring rolls and cutting meats and cleaning the grease trap. Oh my God, that was such a, so not, not only when we took over Typhoon, I was, our first daughter was born in August. So we took over in May. First uh, daughter was born in August and there was like no time. I was at the restaurant. My wife was going in the labor room and she calls me. I'm going in the labor room. Do you want to come now? 
I'm like, yeah, I better come now. Um, <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I do. I do want to. I'm like, okay, let's, I'm headed there. And then, and she was great. She's such a wife's being a great support for me throughout the years. But she knew the demand because she comes from a family that run restaurants, but they do it in a small family business mindset, which is great to start with, but it doesn't always have to be that way. And so that's what I came when I took over Typhoon. I'm like, okay, what do I got to learn? And this and that. There was a story I always tell my employees this. I can talk about being ignorant to the restaurant business. There's something called a grease trap. And so my sister-in-law told me, okay, this is how you have to clean the grease trap. You have to open that up. You get up the, the garbage can and a, a certain different type of uh, stainless mesh, a strainer almost to clear all the grease trap out, throw it in the garbage and the water that's there. You got to go downstairs. We had another, in the, in the restaurant, we had a wash them downstairs it was only for that no, no one used it touch the water down and i'm like oh okay okay so that's what i knew how to clean a grease trap and my days were getting long because my daughter was born now and uh, limited time i get and i have to do that once a week or or latest once every two weeks and Saturday and Sundays, we open late. We open at four o'clock as opposed to 11 o'clock. So I get that little bit of time on Saturday, but I have to get up early because I got to clean the grease trap. And now I'm doing this. I'm like, oh man, there must be a better way. And I think I'm a believer of God. I think God heard my voice. And he basically, I was coming back on my driveway. I see a big truck. We clean grease traps. Gotta be kidding me. I call the company up. Yeah, I'm a... Um, a local restaurant here and we have a grease trap you clean something like that like, yeah, that's what we do i'm like oh amazing and god and the, the price to pay for that like this is what i was saying a small business mindset was a little bit i can understand saving costs here and there but something like that it was like a hundred dollars every three months they come do it and so it wasn't you know what i mean it was it's, you can just leverage that time and be more creative in that sense and grow the business or the brand that way but yeah, going back to your question, I wish I learned chef school. If I knew if I was going into a restaurant, a chef school or chef training or a restaurant or even business training. I am still learning. It's just costly experience because I try something. I'm like, well, obviously you pay money for it, but if something doesn't work, it was still a learning experience. It's not a negative experience. It was just an experience and it costs that much to learn that experience. You know that? adage, you either win or you learn. And and I, I think one of the beautiful things about being in business for the long term, which you're on a path to build a big, it sounds trite, but like an empire, right? You like you, you want to grow something substantial. And like with every experience and every lesson, it all like stacks and compounds. Ideally, you only learn the lesson once and then it goes in the business and then every future operator can benefit from that wisdom. Something I've, I, I just feel you're a guy who gets it. Like you I remember sitting down for coffee with you and I think we were just having a conversation about, cause you're like a big mindset guy. Right. And, and I think we were having a conversation around how like some people are, some people, they sort of poo mindset stuff or they just dismiss it. And I think your, your response was so great. It was just something like, yeah, any, anytime someone says something like that, I just say, look at my results. And I love that. And speaking about results and experience, another saying I've been thinking a lot of lately is how someone with an experience is never at the mercy of someone with an opinion. And I think you're a walking, talking example of someone who just has lots of experiences and anyone who has an opinion, you're just going to, they can't, they can't say anything, right? Because you just have that experience. Absolutely. So I'd love to pivot a little bit now into talking about the next time you go to launch a soy typhoon concept in a new market, 
knowing what you know now, are there some things you do differently? And I just love to outline some of the results that I have seen. Just like, obviously, I can't see everything, right? It's just based on the work we've done. But in just three months now, we've been open about three months, right? Three months, three and a half months, yeah. Three and a half months. From what I see, I've seen 2,002 guests come in for an offer, which is not normal. We've built up a database of three over 3,000 people, so 3,140 people. You have a 4.8 Google review from 154 Google re reviews. Some restaurants don't even get that in a year. And so not only, it's not just the, the high rating, it's also the velocity of reviews that you're getting. And so I just feel like you have a lot of momentum. And um, sure, I'd, I'd love to take even a smidgen of the credit for it, but I, I can't. And so I just love for you to talk to us about what do you think has contributed to this momentum, to the results that you've gotten just in Soy Typhoon in a market where you didn't know it and it, it didn't know you, right? Absolutely. No. Okay. Yeah. Going back to my, going back to mindset, I'm a student of a Bob Proctor, a very dedicated student. That's all. That's really, if you hang out with, that's all I really uh, saturate my mind with. Uh, I don't really listen to the radio. I don't listen to the news. I don't really watch TV unless with my daughter or my family or my son watch a movie or something, but I don't, I saturate my mind with understanding me better. And my mentor has taught me a lot about myself because it's my results that I need to change. I have a vision in my mind, how I want to see my brand to grow and the how part, I leave that to a power greater than you and I, I just need to focus on that vision over and over and over and over and over again. You do have an important part. You came to assist me with this and you're doing great i'm so grateful for that uh, and the way you came to me it was such a spontaneous way it was just like because i was in search for someone like you like i need to have my own little marketing department who can just take care of all this stuff for me and i'm so grateful for that and then it tells it to my wife too that you came in at that right moment and i take your lead on most of the stuff because you have a great sense of how this whole social media aspect and the social media world, all that works. I don't have much knowledge about that. I just have a vision in my head and I repeatedly almost meditate on that frequently throughout the day. Now, not only how you came, I have my employees that came into my life who, okay, check this one out. We're from London. We're opening a location in Kitchener. I had six of my employees move from London to Kitchener. That's crazy. To open this, bro. Come on. Yeah, it's insane. So cool. Move, not just coming. And then I have a seven one who commuted with me every day, back and forth for two months. Wild. And he comes here every two two times. So obviously the team was breakers. So it's, all this is being put together or being magnetized to work. What do you attribute that to? Because I've been thinking a lot lately about team buy-in. Like it's. A lot of owners are down to be more proactive in the marketplace and take control of their marketing, but then they run into resistance from their team and their team isn't bought, bought in even to just new initiatives, like new marketing initiatives. You like sometimes team members are complacent. They're like, ah, I don't want to do this or do that. You, on the other hand, have team members who uprooted their lives to move to a different city. Like what? Is there anything specific you could attribute that to? Maybe because they see the amount of work that I myself put in. Yes, they're putting in work and I'm not just sitting around and dictating them or, okay, I'll come check up on you guys in a way. Bro, I'm hustling myself. I'm like that general on the battlefield. I'm yeah. 
putting the work myself. And I think they possibly appreciate that and respect that. Oh, yeah. No and doubt. they see where I'm growing. They see it growing. It's not like all this. And it's, I'm trying to take care of them, obviously, as best of my ability. But they, I think that they're believing in the vision. And they'll come in before. They're not even scheduled. But they'll come in on their own accord to make sure APC is done. And so they're like my extended family. They are my extended family because I see them more than my actual family. And, and so I guess I'm just grateful, very grateful for everything that's happening and going to happen for the brand to grow to where it needs to go to. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I also get the sense from you that you are the, the type of owner who like pours into your staff and you like you invest in them. Am I right in that? In saying that? I do. I, I, I could do better. Like I, I'm falling short. In my opinion, I feel like I'm falling short, but I'm, but I've come from, okay, I want to give them substantials. So mm -hmm. it just takes time, but yeah, I, <laughs> that's a perception question. So they, they probably will say something opposite. I'll be, I'm like, oh no, it's nothing going about it, but yeah. Awesome. So like you think a lot about vision, right? And I think this really, it's an important thing. And a lot of people, again, it's another sort of, for some people, it's not concrete. It's like maybe hard to sink your teeth into. And so we often overlook it and don't think a lot about it. And so I just love to ask the question as someone who does meditate on it and think about it quite a bit, would you be willing to share what that vision is? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear. Uh, yeah. Let me just say it for the ones that get, that get a little bit uh, off guard or the vision is a little bit confused or blurred and it can happen. A lot of people relate, get the, how is this going to happen? And if they don't see it with their physical senses, so it's not available to them, then, then they discard that vision. It's not giving, you're not giving that juice because you don't know how. The Wright brothers didn't know how the airplane's going to go. Edison didn't know how. It took many steps. When I get there, I'll tell you how I did it. But uh, I guess the how part is the part where it discourages people. But for myself, because I come from an understanding of how mind functions a little bit, so it helped me to steer that or lock that how part away, that, that emotion that comes in, that fear and all that jazz, I kick in with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just, or doubt and worry, kick in with that. So I just block it off with gratitude. The vision for Typhoon, for Soy, Typhoon has a different brand. It's more of a restaurant and that has a different time on its own. But right now we're focuses on Soy meaning street in Thai. Mm -hmm. So Typhoon Street or Street Typhoon. It's like a quick express with a great vibe concept. Like you can sit down, go on a, almost like a date night spot, but it's all like takeout stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So the vision for us to grow and grow, become a national brand, that's been my vision. I'm starting off with city by city right now. So I wanted to get out of London. We were, well, we should open another one in London. I'm like, no, I need to challenge myself and let's take this part. If, if the product is there and it's for the masses or as people enjoy it, let's challenge ourselves by delivering our product to another city and getting the feedback. It's London. We've been there for almost 20 years. Yes, a lot of guests are enjoying. A lot of people all over the world come there and great feedback from them. But I want to see how the response is in another city where I don't know anybody, nothing happens. So and I said, like, I want to see my first hundred reviews. What are they coming in at? Then I'll have a great assessment where people are thoroughly enjoying the food or not. So we were at like 4.9 for the first hundred reviews. Google's playing that way. And I got to talk to this owner of Google. Like, Why? You got 35 stars and you get one four star, boom, comes down. I'm like, bro, come on, help me out here. But anyways, we have, we have that the vision to go into city by city and then province. Then we see go nationwide. Hope oh, that's the direction. Awesome. On the note of Google reviews, any 
advice or guidance you could give to restaurant owners in generating more of them? Because like you have, and I, I don't even think you have a sense of how well you've done because I don't really think you, I don't, I don't know, but my hunch is you're not spending too much time looking at the competition. You're just like focused on your own thing, but particularly your review velocity is really high. Like you get reviews more often than other people and the reviews are very genuine. They leave feedback. They're long reviews. Oftentimes they include pictures, which is an important signal to that Google reads because like those, those images are geo labeled basically. Okay. Google can see that like someone was at your business and they took that picture and that's a positive. Anyways, you're doing a lot of things really well. And I don't think you like even realize right, it. Right. I just, I thought I'd see like any, are you like, are you asking for them a lot? I just want to focus on deliver, delivering the best service, the best of my ability, wonderful environment and provide delicious food. I think hospitality is a combination of all three. It's just not the food. It's just not the service. And it's just not the environment. All three working together simultaneously at all times. So the focus, the attention, energy flows where attention goes. So I think that's where the attention should go. And then I think generally people would have so many guests that come like numerous times in a week. Mm-hmm. I had one lady that came, I think she just posted a review. She ate literally here three times in like back to back. Wednesday, Tuesday. I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful, man. Even for takeout, we have many regular guests here already on this great for that. So now the challenge is let's take this to the next city and see how we do. And then just just see how we could do it in a bigger city, maybe. That's awesome. I love that. So just wrapping up, I just got one one more question, then a little rapid fire section where I'll just ask some some quick questions. So looking forward to 2024, what's what does the growth like? What are your thoughts in terms of What's next? How, how are we going to grow even faster, bigger um, yeah. in Kitchener and beyond? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So after Kitchener, we want to now, the, the, the vision from right now, I've, I'm getting this strong feeling that I should open up two in 2024. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge. Before it was a challenge of opening one, it's a great challenge, but we opened that one. Now for me to grow the goal, see the goal is to grow into something. And from now is to open up two locations, same year. I have also create, started a own commissary business. So that's another thing that I got to focus on because all our sauces are made in-house. We cut all our meats in-house. So having a, right now they're piggybacking off the kitchen location because I got that the way that's set up, but we need to set up our own warehouse. And now once we do that, then we can go to not only just the restaurant, but start going bigger facilities as well, bringing more. I can literally start my own packaging business and go to Walmart or whatever it is and have soy spring rolls sold there. For that, I think it may not be next year, but the vision for soy is to open up to for 2024. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So let's do a real quick uh, rapid fire round here. What book, tool, or resource has had the biggest impact on you? I had three books. There was one called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace E. Waddles, Born Rich by Bob Proctor, and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Awesome. What is, so you're super busy. What's your go-to meal? Like, what do you eat the most of? My mom's home food is is what I would want to crave for. Something basic. Growing up, growing up eating my mom's food. My mom's great cook. Actually, going back to that first question, I think hospitality is ingrained in me because in a way is uh, my aunts and my uncles and my mom's head of the family. Like my uncle, in Chicago, he has a banquet hall and he does 
cooks for thousands of people at a time, but they're like real proper chefs. They, they know what they're doing for a long time. Even growing up with my, at the house, my mom used to get orders for parties or weddings and stuff like that. So I'd be in that environment. And I think that kind of helped me in some way in the restaurant business. Do you, you have a, a favorite movie? Of all time? Maybe Godfather Part 2. I, I literally just published a piece of content called The Godfather Tenets, and it's about applying some of the lessons from The Godfather to business. Um, I love so, it. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. Where would you like to send people if they want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about what you're up to and anywhere you'd want to send people? Yeah. I don't have a social media, but Typhoon does. You can reach out to Typhoon Restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or, or Soy Typhoon. Yeah, yeah. Find us on Soy or Typhoon. Typhoon Restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I'll get the messages. Is there anything I should have asked you, but I didn't? No, it's, it's, I think you did great. Thank you for this time. I'm really privileged. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Guest Getter. I'm your host, Kyle Guilfoyle. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. As always, you can head over to guestgetter.co to check out the resources in this episode's show notes and sign up for our weekly newsletter. That is it for today. We'll see you next time.